Hello, salutations. What to do? It's not the game where all father do right gang. You know the Bob like a crop. Let's get it. And welcome back to the After Show Podcast, episode number 21. I'm with my host, Jay Shockblast. What's good? How you doing tonight, folks? We're waiting for my brother from another mother, Casual Avenger. He'll pop in probably at some point, but in the meantime, you know the vibes, Ebony and Ivory, we, we can run this thing. We got a lot to talk about because uh, this week yeah, we was, was uh, wild. <laughs> Interesting. Wild. <laughs> a lot yeah. a lot happened across the world, every under every industry. Uh, so we'll we'll be breaking all that down. We'll be talking, of course, uh, Ant Man and uh, the Flash movie, Hogwarts Legacy. Jesus, that's a that's gonna be a loaded topic. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk some NBA as well. A lot to go over. Uh, what's up, chat? We got Cap Tay, Last of Understanding in the building, the first one here. Appreciate you. Got Eastwood, my second favorite boomer. We got Frederick, Frederico. Love to you, my friend. Love Darius. Appreciate y'all hanging out. As a reminder, smash that like button. And if you would, and if you would like, there's a poll. For that very purpose show where you stand on liking the video but it does we joke about it but it does help a ton and it's free it takes a second subscribe share all that good stuff what's up luis what's up everybody all right so i guess uh where do we even where the where the hell do we even get all right so I guess I don't even know. we'll start with i guess we'll start with uh ant-man because i i was just sitting realizing that uh it's been it's been a while since I consumed a Marvel product. <laughs> uh, I think the last thing I watched from Marvel was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, which was back in December. And it's only been a few months, but that just shows the, the volume of uh, MC product we got during phase four. And the quality of that product <laughs> wasn't, the, wasn't the best, uh, not, not, not super consistent and we're going to see it's going to be pretty different this year when it comes to Disney Marvel and Disney Plus. Uh, we saw uh, recently that uh, having some financial trouble. Uh, they're they announced they're laying off 7,000 employees. Uh, Dis- their Disney Plus experiment uh, so far has been uh, losing them some money and the amount of Marvel shows and films this year will be a lot less than it was last year with uh, uh, several shows being pushed back out of 2023 altogether. But next week we got Ant-Man 3 Quantumania. And I think, you know, in light of everything going on, this is probably going to be more important than we probably thought Ant-Man 3 would would be when, when we first saw it announced on paper. Not only because of, you know, Kang, you know, being basically the new Thanos and his significance to the future phases, but also I feel like they kind of need a hit. <laughs> they, 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 I think they need they need a hit. Uh, the movies haven't been, been uh, hitting where they want. And 
Yeah, with the with the layoffs. <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't like Black Panther Wakanda forever? They need <laughs> they need money so bad that for thirty eight ninety nine, there was not just one, but there was two <laughs> collectible steel books. And you, of course, have were. I'm sure you were sent them. <laughs> no, I, I wish I was sent them. I I bought them. You actually? I, I'm I'm a sucker for steel books, so yes, yes, I've got are. the whole collection basically. So I. I kind of had to get them, but sheesh. What do you, what do you, what do you you think? Uh, Marvel's in trouble. Your thoughts on Ant Man three and uh, the and this year's uh, Marvel sleep? Well, first things first. I think uh, it shouldn't be a surprise that Disney Plus is having a hard time, considering when my wife and I got it, we got it for three years at an average of like three dollars a month. (laughs) Okay, so like. You have to understand when they put this thing out, like they have these massively reduced deals and they've got these bundles with Hulu and ESPN plus and like it's cheap. So like at some point you have to understand that they're putting together these massive shows for Star Wars, for Marvel, for, you know, Disney products. Um, You know, you got that Willow that just came out. So like it's not cheap. There's no commercials. So, like, they're literally making this content for the price of whatever everybody got locked in at, you know? And at a certain point, that started to show in the quality of the Disney Plus shows. And that, like, we we were talking about, like, House of Dragons um, and how I felt like it was basically a glorified audiobook, you know? And and that's, that's the thing that you do to reduce cost is you have narrative driven you know things which is kind of like what miss marvel was uh you know you didn't have a lot of set pieces for she hulk and stuff like that because it's easier it's it's cheaper to make you know and they they fall in love with that like massive sound stage they have you know for um that they use a lot for the mandalorian and yeah. stuff I, like that i feel like they definitely cut costs for for star wars but uh she hulk seemed in, in particular seemed to be a case of just blatant kind of blatant mismanagement <laughs> of resources uh the show yeah. showrunners admittedly not understanding how to write around cgi and i think i think that i think there there's definitely some validity to that but there's there seem to be the issue is that disney plus launched with not really any content like they they there were they were basically their pitch was basically hey you know all that all those disney movies and shows that you that you've seen already well it's all in one place now and plus some stuff from your childhood that we bought and added to the vault and they are just kind of adding originals as they went along to kind of justify your purchase and i think i think they're i think where they where they ran into trouble is that they kind of they kind of got too caught up in trying to fill out Disney Plus with content because the what what was great what it was great about the earlier phases of Marvel, not just the quality, because the quality was just better. I mean they, they had better people, better writers, better directors, uh, less nonsensical studio interference. But they didn't try to drown you <laughs> in in quant in quantity. I feel like if they just took a kind of step back and and just focus on 
let let's make let's get this out with the you know get the best writers get the best everything and just and just try to try to kind of let it cook it would probably it probably be, be in a better situation because they would have had some some bigger hits up i think they also one of the mistakes they made was like Wakanda Forever was on Disney Plus before it was on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, you're kind of undercutting yourself a little bit. Like there are people that probably are not buying Blu-rays or even the digital copy of the movie anymore because it's like, oh, it's it's just gonna be on Disney Plus right away. Exactly. <laughs> so like that, I don't know how much revenue that is. Cause I know that like, you know, physical media is, is becoming more and more niche but i'm sure it counts for something you know oh i'm sure i'm sure it is and and uh i think long term they of course obviously would prefer to uh drive people to that disney to that disney plus subscription because you know you know for decades you know that that those dvd blu-ray sales were kind of like the the safety net for studios you know where they could be like, oh well, well we can get away with uh, getting getting this movie out and not having the best box office because we'd make it back on on those physical sales. But now that we're in the streaming era, things are a bit di- <laughs> a bit a bit different. So I can definitely see them prior why they would prioritize subscriptions. Though they did seem to learn from the mistake of undercutting their their releases by having them premiere on Disney Plus and the theater that that didn't work out well for Black Widow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that movie is terrible anyway, but it, it definitely did help. <laughs> yeah. It definitely did it help. It's okay. I, I think there's a lot of I, I we we know that I like things a little bit more than you do. Um I I I'm happy with something that is you know, for the most part middle of the pack as long as it's tolerable and and enjoyable and and I enjoy it enough, you know. I don't need it to be perfect every time, but yeah, I don't. Um, I don't need a great. I don't need. I can perfectly enjoy a bad movie if it's if it's. But there's a what? There's a way to make a movie yeah, bad. Yeah. bad that's no, I, I get it. Yeah, and for me, I can I don't like a bad movie that takes me out of it. Like I like if I watch, you know, Fast and the Furious, it, it's a objectively bad movie. But it doesn't take me out of the action because it knows it's a bad movie. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't try to do anything other than what it is. We like this. We know exactly what you came here for. This is a fast and furious film. You you came to see beautiful cars, explosions, uh, girls in bikinis, and Ben Diesel saying "family," <laughs> and that's exactly what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they just escalate all you do is escalate with every film and throwing you know some select some celebrity that you that you least expect as like the surprise villain like <laughs> like john cedar <laughs> or something but they they stick to the formula they know they know what it is marvel had a formula but if it feels like the formula had has been deviated from just enough and the quality has deteriorated to the point where it is getting stale or just outright unwatchable in some in some in some cases so they just kind of get that kind of get the groove back and i feel like ant-man 3 could could get it back because all the ant-man movies so far have been pretty solid like uh like the 
they hasn't been they haven't had the best track record with you know trilogies and you know sequels but apart from you know like the captain america stuff is probably the best consistent series of films with thor being arguably the worst along 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 with iron man funny enough but ant-man has been just solid you know paul rudd is just supernaturally charming uh the first the first one i thought was was fun just a night a nice uh heist film you know with some with some comedy second one was uh fine but i thought it was kind of getting away from what made the first one interesting and the third one looks like (laughs) nothing like the other ones it looks kind of like a uh end game infinity war type (laughs) type of type of vibe with uh with ant-man down there so it was interesting how that worked uh i've seen have you seen the early reviews so far no i've been actually doing my best to avoid everything like i saw <laughs> i saw one of the trailers you know showing kang and everything and and modok and i was like you know what it's all i need let's try to like step back until the movie because yep. i like going into the theater like as surprised as i can and i don't trust marvel to make a trailer anymore without showing me like every major scene as you should because <laughs> yeah. they're they're quite bad at it uh, yeah I, now I've, i'm in the same boat uh, t- at least in terms of the trail the trailers like i like th- i'll see the first trailer offer the teaser is usually what it is and then the first full trailer and then that then i'm done I, i'm not watching anything else because i know marvel's just going to give me the whole movie and avoiding spoilers is, is hard enough in social media with, without yeah. having the companies directly spoil the stuff but i did check out them i did check out uh just a little bit just just so i can uh have some idea what to expect i know there's going to be two end credit scenes i looked at some of the reviews and and usually with the early reviews i take them with a grain of salt because i know that the act you know that that access media is going to be a bit biased uh, i Pro. mean i mean they're Pro marvel yeah they're, they're there's all there's an inherent marvel bias we know but also you're you're if you're going if you're being flown out to a premiere you're getting early access to to see these movies you're less likely to just completely take a shit on it and that, it, it's <laughs> tough yeah listen i've been flown a lot of places to do a lot of things and you know it absolutely alters your mindset a little bit you know like you just, it's natural like yeah. you know you put me in a studio full of all the people that made gotham knights and they're all like incredibly charming and nice to me and are excited that i'm there and keep coming up to me and thanking me for being there yeah my i i'm i'm a softball you know like what do you what do you want me to do like especially if they're giving you especially if they're giving you duffel bags of cash (laughs) (laughs) but that's that didn't happen (laughs) that's why i respect uh some of the reviews because i saw some negative ones slipped in here despite the you know they're usually early access bias we have uh this one from uh, Courtney Howard from LA Film Critics said, after a frustratingly rough act one, Ant-Man and the Wild Spider-Man finally gets going, only to end where the story should have begun. While the external stakes are clear and weighty, emotional drive felt slight and levity even lighter. Uh, there was uh, C- CNET senior writer said, way too much going on. Uh, the threat of Kang was a, was a bit too abstract. So I can definitely kind of see where there's to be where there could be some problems there's definitely been some 
some structural issues with the uh, with Marvel films in particular, as well as as uh, the writing and connection to the villain. But the consensus seemed to be that Jonathan Majors is amazing, <laughs> and that's not surprising me at all. Um, Jonathan Majors is an incredible actor, and his Kang looks really cool. I thought he was uh, obviously some people had problems with his monologue uh, in in Loki. They were expecting, you know, a bit more from him, but I thought he just he just has great presence. He's a great actor, and it looks like they're turning all the Kangness up to a hundred in this. And I'm personally looking forward to it, but I'm definitely expecting not the best film. I mean, it's Marvel at this point. I've my expectations have been appropriately set <laughs> going into any Marvel film, but I still plan on seeing it. You you going to see it a uh, first day or a second day? Yeah, I should be seeing. I don't. Uh, I usually go see it the day of, but I didn't get tickets this time, so I I'm sure it's not sold out. I was gonna look, but I don't have yeah, the attention probably, span for it right now. Probably, yeah, it's probably it's probably. I, I don't think we have we'll have to worry about a Marvel film selling out for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, not, that that hasn't been my a concern of mine for since probably since Endgame actually. Like uh, No Way Home, even that, even that, like it was still. Mm, my theater sold out for Black Panther. Mine, mine didn't sell out for any <laughs> for, yeah. for Black Panther three. Like I could, I could got tickets for No Way Home, Black. It was no, it was no trouble at all. So my theater, actually, Spider Man's sold out too. Yeah, my theater, my theater is good. Maybe my theater is just really good, but my, I, I have, I have not had any trouble getting tickets for any Marvel film and i'm expecting uh ant-man 3 to do decent it'll i think it'll depend on the the word of mouth but the the trailers i think have done enough to make people say oh okay maybe maybe this will be a thing but i think i'll see it thursday and and uh then we'll we'll if uh, everyone's seen if hasn't seen it we'll we'll maybe talk about it on friday like a non-spoilery uh, yeah, re- yeah. review you'll just give everybody a chance to see it and then the week after full spoilers so <laughs> be warned yeah I, i'm sure i'll see it tomorrow i'm going to visit uh my buddy that i normally go to see the movies with so uh i'll figure out if he can go and if he can't i'm gonna try to get the earlier there's usually like a three o'clock thursday there's like a three and a seven so i want to try to get to the earlier one just get it done out of the way what other MCU movie even is coming out this year? Trying to think now. <laughs> Except my theater serves steak and lobster. Um, they yeah. they do serve steak, but <laughs> not not lobster. <laughs> I, I am not uh, trusting movie theater steak oh, my, oh, or lobster. Oh my! Th- oh yeah, Guardians Three. My 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 movie theater uh, food is actually uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, Guardians. Is the Marvels really this year? Oh yeah, that's right. The Marvels. Oh yeah, I, I do remember the Marvels because we were we were speculating that uh, if Avengers was competent, they could do like Captain Marvel and like line it up with the Marvels film. Have you seen the rumors about Century? About the Century? I've yeah. I've heard I've heard. I mean, apart from the usual Henry Cavill stuff, I heard. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think it's I don't know if it's a rumor, but I know in uh, Nando's pitch for um, 
he did I think he did a pitch he did a pitch for Deadpool 3 which was which was amazing but he also did a pitch for uh the Thunderbolts film and he uh pitched the idea of the century being being a uh, part of it but uh what what are the rumors that you've been hearing um that he's going to be a little darker than we're used to <laughs> Uh, so not only are uh, you hearing, not only is the century going to be in the MCU, he's going to be a uh, race swapped. <laughs> yeah, you know because I, you know, it's funny because like I was reading through like a tweet that was talking about it, and like everybody was criticizing him because like, oh, it's not even like unique anymore. You just oh take this white character, and make him black. Why is it always like that's the only <laughs> race that you can bend? You know, it's like. It's like it's like chic now. It's pretty lazy at this <laughs> at this point. Uh, they, that, yeah. Like, I mean, let the character be who it is. I guess they were like, "Well, let's look at the lineup of the Thunderbolts. It's a bunch of white people." So, yeah, I mean, the, I think the biggest problem with the Thunderbolts is not that they're white; is that they're pretty much all from Black Widow's movie. <laughs> yeah, which is uh not yeah. which is not great, but uh. uh a black century well <laughs> i don't see i just don't understand the point when you you literally have blue marvel sitting there you know like you don't have to have him in thunderbolts i guess but like you're about to have blue marvel as far as i i think you, you should, know or they should yeah they if they're if they're not because i haven't heard i've heard people you know request blue marvel yeah it's mcu but i think that's kind of the my issue is that instead of elevating these actual existing black you know non-white characters they're just lazily race swapping existing white <laughs> existing white characters as yeah. as if as if you're as if they're saying that they don't they don't see any value in original black characters and i think you know i think that's pretty disrespectful and and i think people at this point are kind of desensitized to this to the to that whole gimmick and and it's and it can at this point i think do more harm than good because when now when people see uh obviously race swap character for political purposes they're like oh this movie here we go another woke garbage movie you're not gonna you know and and yeah. without even seeing I, it i hate it because like i i just feel like the characters are who they are and like and you're and because you're a straight white male yeah exactly because that obviously obviously that discounts everything that i have to say exactly that's how um, that's how twitter works that's how the rules yes. of twitter have established yeah so um no like i mean the characters are who they are and there's plenty of characters to go around and like there are great black characters that just like for whatever reason they can't like they're too cool to use them you know they have to be the one that like um made wonder man black you know like i did that you know that's it's just like the way it feels like they're like oh look at me look at what i did you know and it's just i think they just it, don't believe in them i think that's literally just what it is they're not they're not as progressive as you think they are they're just they're just doing this for marketing because they know it rather it, rather than just making just you know making blue marvel a, a, a part of the next movie or giving them a show if they just take a, a white character that everybody that a bunch of people know and gender a race swap them 
people are going to be talking about it on social media and that's you know free buzz for the project and they think that even if that buzz is negative it's it's justified and it'll and it'll work out for them and i mean so far i mean it has them they're laying off seven thousand people <laughs> so but here's here's the thing though like i i know that taskmaster is almost always in a mask but like isn't he black in the comics like i'm pretty sure he's black in the comics and they they took taskmaster and made it a a white woman <laughs> kind of like they took the ancient one from being an asian man to a white woman you know uh, and white <laughs> white so it's like i i don't know like i might be wrong on taskmaster but i'm pretty sure in the comics he's black so it's like uh, again like you said you know he it's been both uh he's he's uh he's he, there's definitely been a uh black tony masters yeah for sure yeah that so that, that is a good point like uh they could have literally just done tony masters <laughs> because everybody was annoyed <laughs> exactly everybody was annoyed that this taskmaster had to be you know that guy's daughter you know like so everybody hated that so if you just had regular tony masters as taskmaster solves two problems yeah you, you add some diversity and and you don't piss off <laughs> the fan the fans and your movie's better and yeah exactly and not only that but like that taskmaster is way better than the one they gave us the one they gave us was literally neutered you know yeah. like literally brain dead yeah uh and and uh, i think because i think the the vision was that they rather they were more they were less concerned about you know diversity in terms of black you know adding you know black characters whereas black widow was morally more so about the feminist angle to yeah. the, to the diversity push so they they were prioritizing well let's just uplift women and strictly focus on that this film that's why i think they they uh went with a voiceless <laughs> woman instead of uh the a black taskmaster and because they just wanted to focus on that and they wanted to redeem the task taskmaster and have have one be in the mcu for some reason because you know you can't have can't have just straight villains anymore you gotta <laughs> you gotta yeah why why would they want to redeem black man you know what i mean yeah so they're just like oh let's just let's just make it a woman for taskmaster and because you can't have her be her be really evil let's let's you know have her actually just be a victim of a man all along and redeem her at the end and now she's going to be part of the thunderbolt so that's kind of that's kind of where they went with that but they yeah they could they definitely could have easily done a proper taskmaster while while hitting their diversity quotas <laughs> without which completely ruining the character but that, yeah that, that's that was i mean that was phase four they 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 went for it they built up a lot of a lot of goodwill from from the past phases and thought all right let's let's go for it you know it's trending it's trendy on social media <laughs> let's 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 go let's go let's go for it let's uh let's let them let's let them have it and it, it, it didn't really work out <laughs> so uh that's why that's why they're uh they're kind of scaling back and uh it'll be interesting to see if uh dc can eventually make a make a foothold uh we're 
I mean, it's it's definitely not this is definitely not going to be the year for DC, <laughs> unless the Flash surprises us. Uh, we're. I mean, they do say like I mean I know it could just be hyperbole, but James Gunn does say that the Flash is one of the great movies of our lifetime. Uh, that's definitely. Uh, let, let's be honest, that's definitely Cap. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we we will get we will get an idea. Uh, the Flash is getting another trailer. Uh, in two days uh, at the Super Bowl, which I will not be watching because I don't care about football, but I will be keeping an eye on you know some of the trailers that air and the Flash one in particular because we got we already have one Flash trailer. They did one uh, about a year ago, I think, and a lot has changed since then. <laughs> I mean, not just the DC getting you know completely overhauled by James Gunn, but that movie itself. Uh, since that trailer first aired, uh, Ezra Miller has, I believe, been arrested about a dozen more times, uh, and they've gone through extensive reshoots. I mean, in that first trailer, they had uh, Keaton's Batman tease as well as the new su- their new Supergirl. Uh, based on the poster, it looks like they're keeping the Batman uh, angle, and uh, so we should stick. We get we should get that Keaton Batman cameo but supergirl has been scrapped that's as far as i know and there was supposed to be uh cameos from henry cavill and i heard gail Gadot, and those sound like those are being scrapped so this is going to be a very different movie than what we got from the first trailer but still should be fundamentally the same just a, a lot of apparently a lot of reshoots and a lot of pet cameos so I'm not sure what to make of this movie because James Gunn is uh, gassing this up really heavily, and I mean that first trailer didn't look bad at all. I mean, I, I mean, barely remember the first trailer. If I'm I, being honest with you, I mean, I put a, I put a little bit of it in the uh, tweet to promote this uh, stream, but I watched it back and it was a good trailer. I mean, the, the Supergirl they got looked horrible, but the suit looked good uh his flash suit looked good uh the that batman entrance was really was really awesome that they threw in there you know just a little just a little tease we just got the back of his head and i mean flashpoint can be an interesting can be an interesting story even though it's you know about a bit of a crutch yep (laughs) well we need to reboot some stuff uh let's just have flash run back in time (laughs) yeah 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 i mean it's if they hadn't already done it in like every form of media at this point, they did it in the flash. They did it in, they had a whole animated movie about it. Um, you know, I, I get it, but it is a good opportunity to, to do the reset, you know, something to have in your back pocket. Um, I don't think they were planning on that at the time, but, um, <laughs> now they are. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, now, you know, now it's a, now this year we have is going to be we got the for DC we got the Flash and we got Aquaman two, and I think Blue and Blue Beetle I think is this year as well and Shazam Fury. <laughs> it's going to be a rough. This might be a rough year for for superhero yeah. movies. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a good thing. It's a good year for video games. <laughs> and, and and it's always a good year for anime, but this year in particular. And yeah. great year for video games as well. But yeah, for me, uh, I think Ant Man three will be good. Will be solid. I think uh, Guardians three will be really good. It will be a nice send off. But everything else, um, I'm looking at it a little skeptically. 
I mean, I don't think Flash is going to be the greatest superhero movie <laughs> all yeah. time or even close. But if it does, if it if it is, then <laughs> I guess I guess we have something to look forward to in terms of a uh, DC. But I mean, speaking of that, uh, there's there's been some uh, interesting rumors uh, swirling around. Uh, have you have you heard this uh, conspiracy theory from? Um, this came. This came from a YouTuber who uh, claims to have a source that is a WB executive. They said this is a YouTuber uh, WDW Pro. Uh, so the claim is that James Gunn is secretly setting up a a sale of DC and Warner. The, the 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 gist of it is that James Gunn is is in on it and they don't really intend to have like all these DC projects that are connected and everything like that the idea was to have James Gunn come in pitch some stuff you know make it look like they have this nice roadmap and then get some projects out to kind of rebuild the DC brand and then use that as leverage to get uh, a big offer from like Apple or Amazon. I mean, it's not as ridiculous as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely I, all right. So let's let's start at the beginning, okay? WB just merged with Discovery, right? Yep. And they're massively, massively, massively in debt. Yep. And they're trying <laughs> to get their money back. Mm -hmm. And DC, quite possibly, is one of their most valuable assets that they actually own. Mm -hmm. um, and I could see that. I could see that having some play like that. That's <laughs> not the most ridiculous rumor that I think I've ever heard. It isn't. Um, you know, Amazon has obviously shown they'll throw the big bucks and. I think I think both Apple and Amazon are like on the fringe of the streaming services and they're dying to get ahead. They're dying to get up there on that Netflix level. Um and, and right now they're barely even Peacock. Especially especially yeah. Amazon. I mean Amazon just uh spent big money trying to get into the Lord of Rings and that that uh didn't work so far. <laughs> but uh they now they're throwing the bag at a uh, uh, Henry Cavill oh, War, Warhammer 40k. <laughs> so, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So we we know Amazon. I can is see that going well though. Yeah, I, I mean, especially since the from what I can tell, the issue with uh with um the whole Rings of Power thing was that from from the get go we got the distinct impression that they, they weren't trying to do Lord of the Rings. They were trying to do. What the writer's idea, personal idea of fantasy, using the Lord of the Rings brand, and they literally just had no respect. They had very clear disdain for the source material and the original writer. Whereas with uh, the Henry Cavill situation, it seems like they're like, okay, you guys are the experts. We'll we'll you know fund you. You guys do your thing. So I think that will probably have a lot more success on Henry Cavill got a lot of got a lot of heat on him right now a lot of a lot of momentum because of the whole dc fallout so i think people are eager to see him a new project and i could definitely see that uh doing well especially with uh 
you know, proper creative control in the hands of people who actually respect and care about the source material. But DC, Amazon buying DC, I could definitely see Apple. Apple's an interesting player because they have their people use, rarely talk about Apple when it comes to their streaming, but they do have some really good shows. <laughs> mm. Just not a, not enough for me to to get another stream. God knows I have to have enough. Amazon actually makes a lot of sense to me because they own Comixology, and that's like one of the biggest digital comic book distributions, mm. like probably like top two anyway. Um, so in a lot of ways, that really does make sense. And obviously distribution wise for the comics, that would, you know, make a lot of sense too. Um, for sure. Yeah. So, cause like we look at, we, we think about DC and you, you know, we think about, you know, the movies and the games and the TV shows, but you know, it is still the comics after all, you know what I mean? Oh, well, they've been, um, well, those sales have been dog water lately. So, <laughs> so. yeah, but like here, yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the other thing. It's like, you know you talk about people having respect for the source material well that especially in dc um is is a, ch a challenge because you know you've got all these you know progressives coming in and you know like oh let me put my spin on this character and it's like oh let's make tim drake gay or you know let's uh there's a new Catwoman apparently you know it's like let's take all the characters you know and let's go ahead and just change them to something that we know you're going to hate, but uh, it's going to be self uh, self fulfilling, if you will. So, and and I think <laughs> Jay, so, to be clear, Jay may sound like a raging bigot right now, but I think what he's trying to say is is that it the the issue isn't that uh, a character like Tim Drake is gay; it's the right. fact that they obviously are just using it as a shallow marketing ploy and instead of just having an interesting story or an interesting spin or a take on a character the entire thing is like hey they're diverse now <laughs> and it never works it never works the people that they're trying to get to buy the comic books don't do it they don't buy the comic books right and then you've got these longtime fans who for better or worse like what they like they want what they want and they're like well this isn't for me anymore i'm dropping that for my sub you know what i mean and and it's just something that you said really kind of stuck out it's like you know imagine having all these people that come in and they like oh i've got this property at my disposal now i'm gonna do it the way i want to because you know i'm the one that's doing it and it's all about me Whereas you have that never works, it never works, and they just never understand that. And it, it just time and time again, it's just ego fueled. Let me do this the way I want to, you know. Re Ryan Johnson with uh, the Last Jedi, like <laughs> totally diverting away from what Star Wars is supposed to be, you know, and just I don't know, man. Like I you're right i i understand that there are people that can look at what i say in a vacuum i mean everybody knows <laughs> i could care less if tim drake is gay but like you're not doing it in a way that like and he's not even gay he's bisexual okay but like you're not doing it in a way that's sincere that like i think and we're gonna talk about hogwarts legacy in a moment uh one of the things that i love about the game is everything is just matter of fact 
it just is yeah there's no big show about it it's just existing and we'll talk more about that in a bit but that's what's severely lacking from the comic book space right now is everybody sees through it everybody sees oh look you know we're gonna have uh they they did the um hispanic wonder woman uh i can't remember her name like yabara or something like that um like oh there's a new wonder woman a new batman a new superman you know like everybody's like oh we have to have all these new characters got to put my stamp on it when it's like you know what no i want year 100 of superman clark kent (laughs) just that's what we're here for i don't care white bread clark kent from kansas (laughs) yeah like at some point that's who he is (laughs) (laughs) you know like what's wrong with just making interesting clark kent stories like yeah i i'd say you'd like the yeah the self the self inserts are definitely uh becoming a problem because it's like it's like you're you're hiring you're hiring these people who are basically activists they're not they're mainly they're not even creatives first they're activists first you know they're doing these self-insert stories and they're mainly marketing for twitter because they 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 see they see you know all the all these retweets and everything on and they think oh twitter had everything everyone must love this stuff let's they're they're sharing it they're they're saying how much they love diversity let's that must be an untapped market let's push toward <laughs> let's push our content towards those people and the problem is they don't buy comics they don't right. care they're just they're just posting that on twitter for the clout they don't actually yep. they don't actually intend to buy your 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 hispanic wonder woman comic they don't care about about purchasing tim drake coming out or whatever they they just want to they just want to talk about it on twitter so that they can signal to everyone that they're a good person and that anyone that who doesn't like it is is evil but they're not going to buy it at the end of the day and, and here's the thing i honestly don't care about like your traditional nuclear family you know i don't care about that in the storyline either i i want superhero stories you know what i mean I don't really care about the romance stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be there, whatever. But, like, that's not what I think people read comic books for. No, you know, I like, mean, we want the action. I mean, we're we're humans after all. I mean, story. the crazy thing about storytelling is that good stories are fundamentally the same. And and across hundreds, thousands of, of years, you know, there, there there's a reason that pretty much you know all the best stuff a lot of best stuff are you know the hero's journey <laughs> that's 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 the enduring formula for a good for a good story and it works people people relate people relate to it they love they love the hero's journey it it's it's literally thousands of years you could do so many different variations of it but people still love it and it works particularly well when it comes to superheroes stories and we've seen we've seen you know anime manga success you know skyrocket in the last five years coinciding with the steep decline of the american comic industry and it's because they you know the, they japan has their own you know hero hero's journey uh mythos you know uh journey journey to the journey to the west and they kind of just 
do what works because uh, anime also doesn't have the luxury of wasting money on <laughs> that industry that has has a share of problems so they don't but they don't have the the dis disposable income to waste money on self-insert vanity projects <laughs> you know they're they they very much are customer first they know exactly what their customers want and they will happily <laughs> give it to them even even the weird shit <laughs> but but it, it, we've seen you know with their very popular stories like you know Jujutsu Kaisen and and Demon Slayer where just every year just they've got some some new bangers that are just take that are just taken off because the the writers fundamentally understand people people like heroes they like they like good stories they like compelling and complex characters they don't they don't want to be lectured to or talked down to they don't <laughs> you know you know if wish fulfillment is is for the audience not for the writer that's a, i think that's a really important distinction that we've seen in japanese media i think there are still like in I agree that I don't like to be speak spoken down to and stuff like that, but like there are still opportunities where you can still send your message. I think about Sam Wilson, what he says uh, at the end of the last episode of you know uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Do better, Senator. Um, yeah, like, but like I felt like he he said things that were like that were real and resonated and like made you think that wasn't like pushing something down your throat you know what i mean and i feel like that's what's going to really like sink in with people and help people understand like there are some tough themes for some people to see uh in that in that movie but like it's reality and it's it's a reality that isn't shown enough but it wasn't done in a way that felt like it was like ha 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 white people look at what you did you know what I mean? Like, I thought I thought, I thought it was a terrible speech. <laughs> to be honest, I thought really? I thought it was the I, I thought it was I thought the only thing it didn't do that it that it didn't you know shy away from is the fact that it didn't go full it didn't it didn't specifically go full full Twitter. It didn't say and right. they they didn't talk about you know systemic this and white white privilege that, but the morale the morality was just all over the all over the place and the and just listening to him speak i was like it was clear that he had no idea what the hell he was talking about and just had not properly researched the issue because this is this first of all the 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 issue was a lot more complex than just do better i mean we're, we're dealing with a yeah. we're dealing with a situation where right. literally half the population disappeared for five years and then reappeared five years later, exactly where they left off. You know, pe you know, people have moved into their houses. People have like they've lost. Faith. Like it's a it's an unprecedented <laughs> global calamity, and there's no simple solution to to a situation like right. to, to a situation but like that. I'm I'm not necessarily talking about the the speech in the sense of the moment of the show. I meant like as a way of people to see it and have it resonate 
and like i thought it was a pretty a pretty powerful overall speech that like i think a lot of people need to hear but they did it in a way that yes i mean story holes aside they they did it in a way that was like very fair i guess i don't know i don't like i, I, so I, since I, I heard it i guess I also i also don't like the fact that they tried to essentially glorify the flag smashers as if they were doing as yeah. if they were morally remotely in the right the flag smashers were literally right. they're terrorists they're directly terrorists yeah. and unequivocally they're terrorists they were not fighting for anything <laughs> they're they horrible people yeah i do feel like they actually did a good job of showing how easy it is to like get into that hive mind cultist mindset and how quickly you can devolve because even with whatever to the nameless uh f f emphasis nest whatever uh her person uh was called uh because none of them matter um <laughs> like even her like you saw her at the beginning just get more and more extreme you know what i mean and it like it was like see you can see how quickly and you can apply that to anything you can apply that to Good. you know all the the far right people that are you know raiding the capital and stuff like that and how easy it is to you know believe that what you're doing is righteous and just i thought the funny go i thought the funniest part of uh falcon and soldiers that the flag smashers were literally just antifa <laughs> if you yeah. gave, if you gave to the super soldier serum <laughs> yeah that's true uh, yeah. I, I thought that was a i thought it was an interesting coincidence but but it felt like they tried to balance the politics at the end with the with the speech not try to go too hard in one direction but it to me just felt like like unnecessary it's it's, it's it was too it was too long and and there were too many parts of the speech where i just was rolling my eyes like eh. <laughs> like there were I, I but considering some of the other things that i i'm just using it as an example of i thought that was one of the better moments where they were able to do something like that in the comic book space, if you will. Whereas in a lot of other situations, it just really falls flat. I think about like America Chavez and when she got like her first run, um, the writer that was writing for it was literally that type of writer that, um, you know social justice warrior type of writer and like i will never forget the first issue where she tried to make her catchphrase holy menstruation menstruation i can't even say it that was she tried to make that her catchphrase and uh yeah so like that's kind of what i'm talking about like you know like there's ways to do it and ways to not and i really felt like you know sam wilson like his his speech there was something maybe it was maybe it's the whiteness in me i don't know but like i felt like that was accessible i felt like that was a good way to like get people to think you know yeah when the bar yeah when the bar is is set on the floor <laughs> i got you listen i acknowledge that just uh, you know what what's our next topic uh uh, Tur Turfort's legacy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's oh man. 
I I am reveling in this. I'm not gonna lie. It, like a lot, a lot, like pretty much everything I predicted, of course, came to pass. It everything just continued to continue to escalate as the success of Hogwarts Legacy continued to climb. Of course, Jay Shockblast uh, was uh, one of the the creators that got early access and was on the front lines spreading his spreading his hate and transphobia <laughs> by playing the yeah. wizard by playing the wizarding game. Listen, uh, last <laughs> week's episode, last week's podcast, I had to remember to turn my TV off because the game was on, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't want anybody asking questions." Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, nope, don't worry, don't, no one, no one was going to answer, <laughs> ask you any questions about the game. They're, uh, they're going to ask uh, how you sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently, I am so tired of all this. I am just like honestly so tired of like people making me feel like i'm a bad guy for playing a video game and not licking their boot it got you know there's there's definitely a lot of uh boot licking Uh, we saw some uh we saw uh hassan piker uh, famously basically say that he's not covering the game not because he didn't want to but because he basically just didn't want to deal with the with the mob uh you had Asma Gold, uh, another huge Twitch streamer, go the opposite way. He uh, covered the game and spoke out against about uh, against these uh, Twitter Twitter bullies, the cry bullies as as they are called in some circles. And he got, of course, particularly he got a lot of a lot of pushback, uh, some death threats thrown in there, all because <laughs> he's playing. These people are fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Like, I've been been trying... Like, I've I've not sent so many tweets this week because, like, time and time again, I'm reminded of how many people are watching me Uh, that I, you know, don't realize. So it's like, ugh, this isn't worth it. I don't care. Like, it doesn't even affect me. Like, I know who I am. But, like, there's people like, oh, you know who you are. Uh, yeah, you're evil. Like, no. <laughs> listen. Listen, okay? If the way I've treated you isn't good enough, then fuck off. I don't care. Because I have proven myself. Like, we look, you look at uh, Doom Killer's show, right? Every week, it's, like, one of the most diverse panels you're ever going to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people from legitimately every walk of life. And I can tell you unequivocally, every single one of those people I have treated respectfully, whether I knew them or not, and without like needing them to prove themselves to me first, I accepted, I accept everybody for who they are. I treat them the way I want to be treated. And because I feel like that's the way we're supposed to live life. I don't like, so if that's not good enough for you, then you're the problem, not me. Unfortunately, that panel of Dooms is also uh, canceled because <laughs> some of them were supporting Hogwarts Legacy as well. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're gay or or, or trans. Well, let, let, me, let me tell you what they're going to be struggling with, okay? All right. I, I've... A little birdie might have told me that... Ju- All right. So I believe the g- best first week video game sales of all time is Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm pretty sure they sold 11 million copies first week. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I'm pretty sure Skyrim is second with 6 million. I might be a little off on some of the numbers, but that's what I think is... I tried looking it up, and I think that's where we're at. Okay? Just the deluxe edition of Hogwarts Legacy 
in the 72 hours of early access you got with it, six million copies. And that is before the game officially launched today. So this is trending to be most likely the second biggest video game release of all time. They've already set the Steam and Twitch concurrent viewer and gameplay uh, records for a single player video game. There were over 500,000 concurrent people playing the game on Steam, okay? And there were over 1.2 million people watching uh, just early access gameplay people. Uh, Avalanche had their stream earlier today, their launch stream. And while I was watching, at one point, there were over 200,000 people watching. <laughs> I mean, these are absurd numbers, okay? And, it, and it's like the more people play, the harder they're pushing back on it. And it sucks because, like, listen, I get it, okay? I understand, like, the trans community has it hard. It's not fair, all right? It sucks. But, like, you can't... This is a pissing contest, okay? This is... You're mad at her for saying something stupid, something ridiculous, something none of us agree with. But um, did you see Mighty Keith's video? Yeah, like I, I, he said I, it. I think everyone sees Keith's video. He said it so perfectly. Harry Potter is just so much bigger than her at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, you're you're not like. Why is it this video game is the one that is like the be all end all of your existence that it can't succeed, but like everything else is is fair game you know it's cl- like it's, i, I it's, just it's, don't get it it's literally just clout chasing that's that's what these that's why a lot of these uh fortunately these slacktivist movements end up going down so you have a bunch of people who aren't real activists they they're they're lazy they're narcissists they mainly a lot they get infiltrated these movements have some well-meaning people but they get infiltrated by these social media narcissists who are just looking for clout and they and they just want to cling on to whatever is easiest so they can say hey i'm a good person you're a bad person and for them it's much easier to say oh the wizard game the wizard game bad than it is to to say go down to the capital like us like speaking of storm you speak of storming the capital earlier literally uh trans activists stormed the capital uh, <laughs> this past week to uh to in in protests for uh for legislation related to uh, trans youth so regardless of whether you agree with it or not those are activists who get off are getting off their ass and actually fighting for legislation you know something that could actually make a difference in the community rather than spending all their energy (laughs) trying to get people to not buy a video game which is already (laughs) not the big one of the biggest video games of all time it's not it's not gonna the boycotts aren't aren't gonna work. You already lost. I mean, you had some weirdo uh, game dev actually create a website <laughs> website to track Twitter to tra- track people who are streaming the game on Twitch to make it uh, easier to harass them. Unfortunately, uh, that website was taken was uh, taken down after it was <laughs> mass reported. But the the fact that someone would put that much energy towards trying to stop people from playing a video game is completely it's completely ridiculous they could be doing so much more in the realm of activism than than, than this and 
And you know what the irony is? This might be like literally the utopian game when it comes to representation. Yeah. <laughs> like literally the game of their dreams. Could... And if it was called <laughs> and if it was called, I don't know, like uh, Pokemon Legacy, you know, like this would have been like celebrated by everybody because like I was saying earlier, everything is so matter of fact. The only married couple I've met in the game are are two women, okay? And they didn't make this big deal about it. it she just said in passing, oh, you know, my wife uh, is so-and-so and, and there's this and that. And it's like, you know, it's just so seamless and natural. Yeah, you, the, you got a trans the character. <laughs> the flight instructor is from Korea. Uh, one of our professors and her daughter are from Uganda, mm -hmm. where, by the way, the biggest wizarding school in the world is. Yeah, so um, sounds basically like Wakanda based on how the yeah. this, <laughs> described it. And you, I yeah, mean, the, so, the character creator lets you clearly <laughs> create whoever, whoever you want. Yep, you can be a, a, a male that's a, a witch or a female that's a wizard. Like you can literally create a trans character. None of that is good enough. All like I have seen some of the most ridiculous things from stupid people that don't understand how video games are made. Like it, it's so dumb. Like I, somebody was like, "Oh, yeah, basically everybody at Avalanche is just a bunch of white Mormon guys and yeah, uh, I, all yeah, the, the people." I saw that. Yeah, I saw that post. Uh, yeah, some uh, anonymous user. So you right. so you know immediately is 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 horseshit. Uh, said, yeah. said that said that oh yeah i know i i heard my source said that uh jake Ron was actually really involved in the in the secretly involved and was overruling everything and that the whole staff is are white mormons and they they threatened to, to boycott if they put any gay characters in the game and I'll, and I'm like, literally, as someone who actually played, it's like this is all objectively false. Like this is none yeah. of this is even that. So the cult is so crazy that they have to fabricate stories about this game not being diverse. <laughs> not not they're, being they're diverse. They're trying to say they're also trying to say the graphics are like last gen. The graphics are terrible. The gameplay is dated and terrible. Like, I'm sorry, but no. The graphics in this game are amazing. Like, Hogwarts is one of the coolest, like, areas that you can walk. I'm not even a Harry Potter fan. Like, I've never even seen a full Harry Potter movie start to finish, okay? Like, I've I, sure, I've, like, come in, it's been on, like, Spike or USA or one of those channels, and I've seen a little bit of it here and there, but, like, never watched a full movie. I am legitimately enjoying it so much that I'm, like, like, everybody that's just, like, I know I saw Lejeune has passed me by. Um, who else? I was uh, Boxley. I was in their stream earlier. And like they've passed me by because I'm sitting here trying to find all the little knickknacks and, and unlock <laughs> all my stuff. And like I finally got all those uh, demo guys or whatever they are, yeah. so I can pick all the locks and everything. I haven't got like I'm, I'm like I'm on level one of the more I got I got I've been get I was focusing on stacking my spells. And as a Harry Potter fan, I I just been geeking out. I I flew. I tried to see how far to the edge of the map I can go. <laughs> I was just flying around yeah, on yeah. the broom. And I, I'll just be looking around like, oh man, it, just the attention to detail. 
and it's it's not a perfect game like it's got some issues you know I've, I've seen like you know there's not enough companionship and stuff like that and you know some of the characters feel like you're not getting as involved with them but like they're it's so minor and unnoticeable that like yes i am i am i find myself dealing with a lot of different characters instead of like a couple that you focus on but like i don't know man this game is very special and if harry potter harry potter fans like uh my mother-in-law loves harry potter okay and i know that like that that fandom is so massive and they love these things as much as i love marvel or star wars or anything like that and like if this was a marvel game like it would be heaven it would just oh, be uh, amazing uh, and these people are actually telling these people it's just a video game why can't you just like why can't you just take this one off for us and it's like why would you ask that yeah, like, especially like since you, you want us to respect your opinion, they wouldn't. But do, you won't even respect ours. They wouldn't even do the same for you. Like that's the thing. That's right. what, that's what people are. That's one of the things that piss people off because just the absolute narcissism. You've ne they have never done anything for anyone else. It's always about them. Me, 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 me. My cause, my beliefs, everything like. And I think it's important not to put this on the trans community. Actually, I I heard uh, I saw actually a trans. A person on Twitter made this point, which I thought was an important one. It's not the trans community. It's specifically clout chasers on Twitter who are who hijack the movement. They are a loud. They're a loud minority. They do not represent the trans community. The most of the trans community are just hardworking people trying to trying to live their lives the best they can. A lot of them are playing Hogwarts Legacy because they because they love Harry Potter. Uh there are there's there's trans people that support JK Rowling. And they and they they just want to be left alone. So I don't so it's just, it's a shame that uh, I see unfortunately they kind of been catching strays because of just the loud idiots on Twitter who poison every movement because they have to make everything uh us versus them black or black or white thing is like either you agree exactly with what i say or you're literally the worst person in the world and it's yeah. it's so childish and just small brain thinking that i'm glad personally that people are just tired of it and it's it's well past because it's well jumped the shark and I think the the what the size and scale of Hogwarts Legacy has put this out in the mainstream because you know people that have been in the weeds on Twitter are kind of used to all this nonsense by now. But but Hogwarts Legacy being such a massive game and it being a massive IP, it's caught it's shut it shined a light and you know like they say sunlight's the best disinfectant and we've and it's gotten a lot more people who were, had no idea that any of this was happening to to see for themselves firsthand <laughs> like like what's what exactly has been going on and they're just like oh no this is dumb <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> you know the crazy the crazy thing is is that like you know, i feel for all the people we know that i've seen are so down on this i i get it i understand and honestly i feel like for the most part 
they've been cool about it. I just don't appreciate like being told, well, maybe I'm not going to look at you the same way anymore it's, because it's, it's weird because but, I played a video game. <laughs> it's weird, but I, but I, like, I, I just don't care. And it's actually funny because I don't care either. It's funny that you mentioned people we know because I've 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 been scroll, I've been going through the timeline, and I'm definitely seeing uh certain people are are uh are just kind of fed up <laughs> like you know certain people that start off as you know staunch allies that are just like oh yeah boy boycott the bigger game and uh i, I stand with them and now they're just like oh guys this is getting real guys <laughs> you guys are just <laughs> yeah, because like here's the thing man like i've proven myself to some of these people man like i've seen like like abuse hurled at them and i have jumped in to defend you know what i mean so don't don't tell me you don't look at me the same way like that that's the shit that matters not this video game because i want to play a video game and honestly the harder people keep pushing like it is absolutely playing a factor like the fact that i want to just say haha look at this uh, oh what, oh 100 there are legitimately people just oh like oh you oh you oh my bigot okay i'll buy i'm gonna buy 10 copies i'm gonna i'm gonna buy the lots and those and those are the people i think are the most hilarious and i really hope they fell through because they're gonna put the game in and figure out oh god <laughs> look at all this there's i actually already saw like there was somebody on steam that like remove all the black people and asian people from this game there were none of these people in 18th century scotland or 1800 <laughs> scotland Cope. and it's like <laughs> Like, seriously, come on. Like, get over it. Like, I think I honestly personally thought that was like uh, when um, Natty Onai kind of introduced herself. I'm sure you met her, too. Mm -hmm. Like when she introduced herself and she's talking about her home and she's talking about, you know, how actually the biggest wizarding school is in Uganda, which, by the way, um, talk to your boy Lejeune. I had to explain to him what Uganda was. Um he didn't know what Uganda was. He didn't know what Uganda was. So. Yeah. So well, sorry, I don't mean to throw him under the bus. Well, he's but well, he's a well, he's black. He's not African. So there, there, there is a there is a very distinct difference. Okay. It, it's a whole thing in the black community. Like there, are, like Af African immigrants and, and black Americans, very very different culturally. They do not connect. They actually there's a lot of tension there. In fact, because there's a lot of a lot of uh, people from you know from Africa, Uganda, Nigeria, they kind of look down on on American oh. on, on on American blacks because you know they're not in, they feel like they're not in touch with their with their culture and they they don't approve of their lifestyles. Always something, isn't it? Yeah, and the well. <laughs> and we and black black Americans you know don't understand because they're so detached. From their african roots so they don't so they think you know they see the daishikis and everything and they and they kind of make fun it's, it's it's like a whole it's like a whole thing so it doesn't surprise me okay it's, it surprised me I a little just, bit that he's never heard of a guy i was just playing around i <laughs> i mean listen i i know that i really enjoyed history and and geography and all that stuff and i just i thought anyway it's a little weird Uganda, that he's never heard of the country at all but <laughs> No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like honestly, I, I thought it was funny, and he thought it was funny in the moment too. He's like, "Oh, for real?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a country in Africa. That's why it's cool. <laughs> you know. So anyway, like, just the little things like that are just really cool to me. You know, like they really kind of like fleshed out 
that era. I mean, obviously, I don't know that that lived on in the Harry Potter era. Uh, maybe that school, you know, fell apart. I whatever. Mean, but... I mean, I mean, from what I from what I've heard, uh, they they very much uh, did their best to uh, stick with the the lore a lot. I mean, and you know, I've just gone just as someone who's you know very familiar with the books. I've gone, I've you know gone through and and I'm encountering stuff. And it's so far as I mean, it's definitely they built the story around actual events and you see and you see characters you meet families and you recognize names and you're like okay this is actually very much faithful to the to the lore so it's not yeah so, obviously i recognize weasley um yeah of course i'm not like you know yeah weasley you know the headmaster is a is a member of the black family and you know who very famous wizarding family and in, in the later books and in particular, you know, we, we heard in from the books, you know, this that he Nigelus was particularly the most hated headmaster. He uh oh. he was he was one of the he was one of the uh, villains in the later books because he uh when Voldemort you know came and did his did his little takeover thing, he sided with Voldemort in the dark Death Eaters and was it was uh, snitching for them as a portrait. Can I tell you an actual <laughs> conversation I had the other day with my mother-in-law? Um, she had to kind of explain to me that Snape and Voldemort were not the same person. Wait, you thought I thought you thought Snape and Voldemort were the same person? I thought Voldemort was like his like secret identity or something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So uh, she was. Ex- I I don't know. She was explaining to me why she loved uh, Slytherin and how she thought snape actually like was looking out for harry uh in his own way um all white people don't look alike jay apparently (laughs) not i guess i don't know yeah they're they're so so different people i mean i mean first of all uh Voldemort's much older than snape (laughs) i don't know i barely listen the only thing i know about snape is he killed dumbledore and i only know that because of the freaking meme like like the when the movie was happening and somebody drove by and yelled snape killed dumbledore and everybody like cried well in in context he he did it because dumbledore literally told him to to kill him because well because he was dying Uh, well, yeah, he, Snape, I yeah. don't know. Snape, it, Snape is Snape, short. Snape is actually a. I, I think you'd enjoy Snape's story arc. He's actually a very, he's actually a very well-made character. Uh, he probably is one of the better characters in the entire series in terms of depth and progression. I mean, when we are introduced to him in book one, you know, he's just just a huge asshole. If people actually just assume he's working with Voldemort. Because you know he's Slytherin, and we're told that Slytherin are are where the bad people are, and Snape is a you know is a terrible person. He, in particular, you know, hates Harry for some reason. Like he's always rubbing in his face, you know, making make it seem like Harry is just thinks he's a, a big shot, and and he seem, and we learned that it's because you know he really hated his parents, and yeah turns out that's what she said like yeah turns out no, he, no, i think that he wanted to date his mom he re- or yeah he really just wanted to have sex with harry's mom and it never <laughs> it never happened for him he was he was just permanently stuck in a friend zone also uh harry harry's dad and his friends were actually complete shitheads who bullied snape mercilessly when he was in school for no reason and lily and him were actually friends first 
and it, it just drove Snape crazy that his you know one of his few friends ended up marrying his bully. <laughs> so so it and so it, just seeing Harry brought back you know memories because he looked so much like his father. So so it, it bothered Snape just seeing his stupid punchable face you know of, of his bully every day that's basically what what she said yeah <laughs> yeah but but because of his love for lily he still r- literally risked his life to protect harry and keep and keep safe for her sake so it was actually a pretty beautiful story and i thought and i thought uh they he definitely uh got got redeemed and got some proper growth you'd, you'd enjoy i think you enjoy the books i wasn't I wasn't a fan of uh, some of the later movies, but uh, the books, for the most part, uh, were were good. Personally, I thought the books peaked in number five with book five, and and I just finished this six and seven out of just you know habit. You know, six just pissed me off because you know Dumbledore was such a great character, <laughs> him dying was was awful. <laughs> but uh, it, it is it oh, how I felt when Optimus Prime died. Yeah, it was. It was. It was I was, I'm sure it was. It was more tragic. Actually, the the most tragic death was probably serious, but uh, but Dumbledore's death was definitely up there. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I never thought I'd see the day that I would actually want to consider starting to to watch those movies. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it was. I I think I just didn't click with me. And the irony is my brother is like a massive fan of it all too. So like he, he gets it all, he knows it all. But like I don't know. Like I feel like I I can't get away from the fact that like this is basically everything people ever ask for in a video game when it comes to diversity, you know? Like it is so diverse. <laughs> we Go want ahead. we want quidditch. We want quidditch. I heard that's a DLC. You heard from who? I know people. Uh, do, do you heard? Oh, you heard it from people who know things, or you heard it on the internet? A little bit of both. <laughs> oh, Quidditch DLC. Also, Jay Shockblast confirmed Quidditch DLC. You heard it here. You heard I, it first. I, I mean, I, I heard that that's a legitimate thing that that's probably going to happen. You heard? You heard exclusive. You heard it here. <laughs> it's definitely not exclusive. There are other people reporting it. Oh, well, I mean, people have been um, reporting that. People have been making clip big videos about Quidditch for like the last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't imagine them not having that huge arena and not being able to do it, you know. But yeah, be such yeah, a, that'd be such a waste. But I hope you become a Potterhead so you can properly be canceled. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm honestly just really, really enjoying the game. I'm mad because I bought Dead Space still haven't even put it in my xbox you know like i want to play that game so bad um i haven't even touched Forspoken yet uh, like i just i have so much stuff that i have to do or, I, I, or least, want to do at least i finished Forspoken. I, I i made sure because i i knew what was around the corner so, so yeah well you know the thing is is that i ended up going to san antonio and i had that um and you had the midnight sun stuff as well video. Yeah. yeah so i just got like so tied up and i went away and when i got back i had to edit all those videos so i just haven't gotten around to it you know and i don't know it's just uh it's actually a fun, it's actually a fun game uh 
Uh, shout out to Square Enix for uh, hooking the brother up. Uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. Same. And and that's why <laughs> that's why I really want to get to it is because like they did give me a copy of the game, so like I feel like I've even played Stray yet either. So it's like I've got a couple games that I've been given. I really need to get to them, you know. Very, very yeah. Sure. I still. If it makes you feel better, I still didn't get to Valkyrie Elysium. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm only, probably will for a while. There's, there's a lot. <laughs> oh, I don't even... I think I know what you're talking about. Is that another Square game? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I put in for it. Yeah, I... Uh, I'll make up for it with uh, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a, a bunch of... I don't know. I'm waiting. They're sending me the collector's edition of, uh, of this Hogwarts... Which I didn't even necessarily want. I definitely, um, because, I, I definitely wanted it, but I was not spending three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, like it, it looks cool. I'm probably just gonna give it to my mother-in-law. I, I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Uh, I'll keep the steel book and all that stuff, but like, um, but I don't know if you saw what I got in the mail today. <laughs> a freaking love sack, uh, nine hundred dollar Magic the Gathering beanbag chair, like. Yeah, like I got somebody reached out to me literally two days ago. I worked with them on uh, a campaign for Trolley. They sent me Magic. It's Magic the Gathering's 30th anniversary. Oh, wow. So they sent me like this bag of special Trolley candies uh, that you could only get like through this. It was only made for this pro like promotion. Really? And um, the same people hit me up on Wednesday night and were like, hey, you know, we're working with Love Sack they're coming out with an announcing on friday a brand new uh love sack like chair beanbag kind of chair i don't know what the material actually is but um it's a special 30th edition limited edition and uh are you interested I'm like, yeah <laughs> it is i my, my my buddy mark uh is a massive magic fan you're not and you're, you're not even a magic player <laughs> I'm not, but I know that I can make a cool video for it and promote it, um, and and just give it to him. Yeah, there. So there you go. I wish I. It, I wish it I even got... comes with like a a booster box of the latest set, like thirty packs. Yeah, yeah well, I think that's probably people, one of the coolest things, you know. Which people sent sent me some, some cool shit. The the most the coolest thing I've been offered in my email lately is a gaming chair. <laughs> I oh, I mean, hey, you know. I get um, so many random emails every day, and most get, of them I just ignore. I get I get mostly email. I get a lot of emails about uh game about opportunities to promote games that I have like no interest. Like if I if I had a gaming PC, I'd I'd be I'd be doing a lot a lot more sponsor deals. But for some reason, people keep sending me stuff for PC or just games that I'm not really interested in, and I just like. And just for once, I want to I want to open up an email from Insomniac or or respawn or respawn. Yeah, yeah, I feel you there. <laughs> I'm work, I'm work, I'm working on it. <laughs> I guess I gotta. I'm only at 30k subs, so I gotta get to the at least the hundred mark, I guess, <laughs> before I start getting some proper respect around here. I gotta start making some shirts. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's uh hogwarts man this, this game is gonna is just massive and it is going to set it's already setting all kinds of records it's only going to get bigger um and i really i again i do feel for a lot of the people that are struggling with it um i feel like 
most of them have not treated me any differently per se um but uh i i still like i keep seeing like oh i'm not gonna forget this well, neither am i i mean oh yeah for sure let's be real you know i think i think like, this, it, i think this is a teachable moment uh for for, for, every, sure. for everyone all around i mean it for the people who you know didn't know what was going on now they now they know that it's not just you know a bunch of angry crazy right wingers like there's actually are legitimately unhinged people who are who are hijacking these movements and i and i feel like uh the people who who are were on on that left side are kind of are understanding maybe maybe i'm not lined up where i should be like i i like I, there are definitely people a lot of people who who consider themselves allies who quickly found out uh you're not <laughs> if you if you are if you step a toe out of line you are the enemy and yeah and it's made I, I, i'm seeing this making some people uh, reevaluate you know who how they want to pursue activism in the future and who they associate with because they're realizing that some of the people they that that they consider friends aren't are aren't really friends they're really they're they don't respect you they 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 tolerate you as long as you you know feed their ego and tell them what they want to hear they, they collect you <laughs> yeah you're 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 there you're you're there you're there ironically you're their token uh, <laughs> ally and and i think that's 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 going to help people you know open their eyes to the kind of what's going on so they'll choose their their friends more wisely and maybe prop more maybe more thoroughly educate themselves on on some of these issues because it's very easy to get caught up in social media and if you're especially if you're not paying attention you know you your friends you're think you're friends with some people and you see them post something on your, on your timeline and you're like oh man why well i'm friends with that people they wouldn't make that up and and yeah bigots <laughs> and then and then, you, and then you look into it, you're like, oh, actually, <laughs> that's, that's, oh, I, I made a horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just I think there's a lot of people that just feel like they're because of what they believe in, who they are, they can't possibly be the hateful ones. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like, oh, I, I can't be racist. I, I can't be a bigot. I can't be because of my situation you know yeah, yeah. and you can <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. like racism isn't like white people hating other people it's it's been literally it's literally been rebranded as that i've heard i've heard literally that is being espoused in in these in these circles like oh only white people are responsible for racism. And that's what i'm saying like but like you know you're you're wrong because like it's you, that's why I'm so big on like just treating people the way I want to be treated. You know what I mean? Like to what it comes down to, I don't really, I've never cared about anybody's personal situation. Like you're a human. I'm a human. I want you to treat me right. So I'm going to show you that respect first. And you know, until you don't give it back to me, then I'll keep giving it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's how I've operated and that's how I, I, I feel. And I just feel like more people need to get back to that, you know? Yeah, but so many people have a chip on their shoulder and they're so caught up in you know all the ways that other people have wronged them and just i get it but like 
that's not how that's not how we're gonna make it better you know not, not at all like yeah. so Bull- and yeah, bullying you because you're white is just ridiculous you you should definitely be bullied for being a boston fan but not not, not, not because you're a straight white white man but your love for the celtics should definitely be mocked <laughs> and, and shamed <laughs> i i look up at those rafters and feel like i've lived through a few of them anyway i'm not no yankee fan that celebrates all the ones i was not alive for i don't, I don't care about baseball it's not a real sport but basketball <laughs> basketball <laughs> that's where yankee that's fans where notoriously want to tell you about every single banner even though uh 80 three percent of them were like before 1980 so basically like yourself <laughs> uh i mean yeah there's a good portion of them. I, mean, I don't really care about those ones like sure i could say oh we've won the most or tied for the most i don't think the lakers might have tied us yeah. only only um, only the bird ones and the and the celtics and the uh garnet one it really counts yeah uh, no for me for sure because i i remember them i i watched them you know um, those are the ones that I think of. I don't really think of the other ones. Respect, but like respect for Bill Russell, obviously, but you know that was right. a, that was a very different league. <laughs> yeah, and they were like what twelve teams. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and like three black people. <laughs> and that's and that's also what I th- what I think about when I think of like the NHL and like the Montreal Canadiens talk about. Oh, you know, we've got all these Stanley Cups. And like, yeah, the, you're an original six team. There were there were six teams on the league when you won most of those cups. Yeah, you know, like, like good good job. Yeah, let's let's see Boston win one now. <laughs> oh, we should have. Oh man, it's it sucks, man. We should have beaten. There was a year that we should have beat the Heat, got robbed. There was a year that the second time we played the Lakers in the finals, should have won that series. Should have just beat the Warriors. I think I think oh, well. I think the the biggest thing we learned from from Boston's failed uh, dynasty is that Doc Rivers is a terrible coach. <laughs> no one, no, and people need to stop hiring. I'm I'm so can mad. You, I'm so mad. Can you believe they lost to the Celtics the other night? Like like Jalen Brown breaks his face in the second quarter. They were without like every big man. Luke Cornett is like dunking on Embiid. I can one hundred I can hundred percent believe it. Any any <laughs> when it comes to a Doc Rivers coach team, anything is possible. <laughs> anything. Yeah. They are, they are is this terrible. our official transition over to basketball or this, this is our is this is our transition to the NBA trade deadline. Which it was such a beautiful thing to wake <laughs> up in the morning and see a notification and Sadat's like, oh if you want to jump in and talk and I'm like, oh yes, I do want to talk about NBA trade deadline yeah. basketball. Because <laughs> I, because I love, I love me some basketball, and this is kind of kind of one of the more exciting seasons for the NBA. You got you got trade deadline season, you got the playoffs, of course, and then of course you have the free agency uh, bonanza. So I was all about it, and we had some. Pretty good, some pretty good moves. Uh, even your your bum ass Boston made a pretty good move. Uh, they picked Muscala 12, 12 points tonight in fourteen minutes. Picked up, yeah, picked up Muscala. He's he's really good, really good in the Thunder. Stretch big. Uh, the Lakers stunningly made a competent trade. <laughs> they 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 converted. They turned Westbrook and uh, Patrick Beverly and uh, and some some other players we don't care about into D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, uh, Vanderbilt, and uh, even Mo Bamba. I thought that was that was a surprise that they, that they managed to snag Mo Bamba. 
I hate, still hate the Lakers, but they at, least, they at least aren't terrible. I mainly want to see Kyrie and Lucas first game. Aren't they playing tonight? Uh, I think so, but I think Luke is out. Damn, because I heard, because I heard, I heard when uh, Kyrie when Kyrie had his first game that the earliest they they would play would be like Friday, but if he's out again, we we'll have, have to wait. But that's that's gonna be exciting. Can we, can we can we pause NBA real quick because Miller just dropped some tea. Miller dropped some tea. Oh, is it is it that is it that article he was working on? I don't know. Uh, here's a bit of tea on a com- commonly requested Marvel's Avengers feature. Oh god! Oh god! Is this the Marvel's Avengers part of the? I thought we. I thought two, we were done. <laughs> I thought we were done with two it. developers have told me that Marvel games vetoed mix and matching swappable hair helmets accessories in cosmetics early on, explicitly off limits. Not like a huge thing, um, but yeah. Hmm. And I guess it's for fear of monstrosities like this in Marvel Future Revolution. I mean, it seemed to work out well for Marvel's Future Revolution. They they made a bunch of money on cosmetic sales. And then are they are they even alive? Oh no, they abandoned that. <laughs> they abandoned that game. I didn't. I like honestly, I don't even follow them. But I don't know. I kind of find found that like uh, that was a little interesting because I know it's something a lot of people talked about. Um, but anyway, back to the NBA because, uh, yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> the, the only Marvel's Avengers story I covered was that uh roadmap, which apparently is real. Roadmap? <laughs> yeah, it apparently is what? Uh, real. Oh, really? Yeah, Miller uh waited waited on it. I saw Kaz's video. Uh, the it was a uh, it was a uh, some some internal stuff where they were they were working with a, a another company that that they would outsource stuff to and that was their plan you know to have to have them working on you know some echo characters some some individual characters and on their plan was you know war machine and it was the idea was to have them out every four months so you know your war machine you know you have your captain marvel your vision doctor strange scarlet witch but of course all of this fell apart <laughs> and and, it, and we didn't end up getting any of it but that that was internally the plan and it just didn't work out because they pitched the embracer group to get that funding after the sale and embracer group said no thank you <laughs> now now go now go make some tomb raider <laughs> and that was the end of that yeah <laughs> uh. so once again pour one out for marvel's avengers uh we'll we'll, we'll give them a proper send-off and for me, on I'll I'll, I'll I'll do the March update, and then and then I'll do uh, a final send off in September. Yeah, I have a couple things I want to do, but uh, I'm not like tripping over it. You know what I mean? NBA buyouts. Yeah, the buyout the buyout market should be should be pretty interesting. Yeah, a lot. I. Uh, looking, I guess Danny Green is probably going to get released, and I think that's who the Celtics are going to target. And Russell Westbrook is going to be a bio candidate, though. So anyone <laughs> pick up Westbrook uh, beyond me, even on the bio market. But uh, Danny Green, uh, I hope it's, it's sad to say that uh, he's an option, but 
Miami, my Miami Heat didn't do anything at all uh, on the trade deadline. And we have two roster spots left. So I guess they're targeting the buyout market. So we're 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 lacking shooting and defense. So I'm guessing they're gonna target Danny Green and hope hope that he can contribute, even though he's like what 36 now. Yeah. I mean the Celtics don't really need him to be like a core guy. They need him to be like a you know, second rotation. Uh, get him some minutes during the season, maybe be able to trust him, you know, not in like the eight rotation, but like as a guy, just in case, you know, especially now that uh, I don't know how long Jalen's going to be out, but uh, yeah, that was unfortunate. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny that the, that the, <laughs> the Warriors traded and got Gary Payton the second back <laughs> and then it's falling apart. Might not even happen. Oh, that was followed apart. He failed his physical. Oh, oh, that's not good. It happened like just as we were. I thought. I thought we started talking about that uh, coming on. He uh, failed his physical. They think he's going to be out for three months. Ooh. Yeah. So that would be uh, very complex. That was a fourteen trade. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure twenty of the forty-four second-round picks were involved in that trade. Yeah, and, and including uh, Wiseman, the, the their their number two overall pick. That's crazy to me. Like I like he was supposed to be like the second coming. Well, I, I think this. I, I think that once again just underscored how crazy COVID was for for the NBA because if you look at that draft, like the the order is even more egregious than usual when it comes to players getting picked picked in the wrong spots because. They they didn't have they didn't have the full college season. They didn't have you know a lot of scouting available for them. So so some teams are kind of just kind of taking a shot, and it really just showed you know teams that kind of were the best at their at their at their job when it came to scouting and with their instincts because the 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 teams that usually do good got some gems. The team the others. Not, I mean, not so much the Warriors. Unfortunately, seem to a whiff on Wiseman. I mean, we'll see if he could, if he could. Uh, well, the thing with around. him is he didn't even play much at Memphis. Like he got in some uh, some trouble because uh, didn't Penny like, uh, like it was something stupid. Like, like Anthony Hardaway wasn't even the coach at Memphis yet, and he helped him out with some money, and then like. They they basically made him like academically or they made him ineligible, yeah. something like that with him. Yeah, I'm so glad that that nonsense is is going away. Well, now it's kind of getting a little bit absurd the way that it's working, especially in football. Um, like some of these like this is one kid that just left Florida to go to Miami. He had like a 1.6 million dollar nil contract set up and like just left him to go for more money in Miami or something and like his requirements were like ridiculous they were absurd as I said he had to make like they're like oh you have to make like four appearances a month here and like sign at least eight autographs and you know it's just like it's insane but my, my position is get your money 
<laughs> the, the, no, I feel that. The, I feel the that. NCAA, the NCAA has has ruthlessly Very exploited correct. these players for yeah. decades. It's it's time. It's about time they get theirs. I don't care. Uh, bring back Car- don't bring back Car Malone. I I, I uh, watched a YouTube short uh, <laughs> a while ago that uh g- gave me some information about Car Malone that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> that that I that I was shocked. Is he a white supremacist? N- no, um, he he uh, he literally um, <laughs> can't even get it out. It, it was so shocking that this was just a thing and not, like I've never heard about it until this shirt but apparently he he legitimately uh got a underage girl pregnant and like aggressively underage oh. and, and he didn't go to jail and he like also stiffed her on child support oh he like he, he like tried to there was like a real a ridiculously small settlement and he just and it just kind of went away and he just went about his nba career wow and, <laughs> and, and, but apparently it's people have known behind the scenes and then like malone but I was I just never I never do that until I saw this YouTube shirt. I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that until you saw that YouTube short. <laughs> I, I, I was I was, a, I was yeah, it was funny because I was just about I to, did hear he was a deadbeat dad, but yeah, deadbeat dad and a uh, and a and a pedo bear. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Oh, I, I was just about to talk uh, about the 2020 draft until, until I saw someone saw Bumani in the chat mention Carl Malone, <laughs> and I mean now every now that's what I think of every time I see Carl Malone's name. I'm like, Oof. <laughs> James Wiseman has only played 60 games. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, I, I can see like the Pistons stance. They're like, okay, we're tanking anyway. He's 21. Yeah. He's super athletic. He's really big. Like he has stuff that you can't teach. He has some offensive talent. He's a complete train wreck on defense. But you're thinking, okay, he's 21. He's a big man. He his his areas you could probably teach, and they're just kind of hoping that he'll get better. But it could also just be the fact that he sucks. Like, like, <laughs> like that's that's definitely a possibility. I'm like I'm looking at this 2020. Draft. Uh, Anthony Evers goes one, and that was the correct pick. Good on Minnesota. Even if you did a redraft, but Wiseman goes two, Lamelo goes three, and then you're looking at the names like Patrick Williams not doing much in Chicago. Isaac Okoro is doing okay in Cleveland. Killian Hayes, dud. Uh, Obi Toppin, dud. I mean, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton didn't even go until twelfth. Which is, which is, which is crazy. And in, in hindsight, Tyrese Maxey went twenty first. I hated the Aaron Neesmith pick <laughs> when we took him. This is, this is, I will tell you though, uh, Peyton Pritchard, Celtics took him in twenty sixth. He's a good little player. Um, not going to be a star anywhere, but uh, yeah, but he, Desmond Bain, he, he, Desmond Bain went thirtieth. 
and we traded him. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if uh, Peyton Pritchard was playing somewhere else, he would he would put up more numbers. But he's buried with us, you know. He gives he gives me a TJ McConnell vibes. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you give him, if you give him some some burn, he'll uh, he'll he'll do some cool stuff for you. You know, he. He, he works hard on defense. He's you know he's scrappy, can shoot, but he's never he's never going to be a obviously a star or anything like that. Right, right. But I actually thought they were going to end up trading him, but so, they could not get Jakob Podol. Jakob, however you say his name, it's Podol. Podol. I know that because I play NBA 2K. <laughs> But that, I mean, that felt that felt the, that felt a, uh, a need for Raptors. Obviously, the big problem with the Raptors is that they're one of the worst shooting teams in the entire NBA. But <laughs> they shouldn't be because I, I think this this could just be just an extremely bad run of things because they do have some good shooters on the on the roster. They just can't make anything. But they definitely badly need a center, and Photo feels that fills that role but uh the biggest thing is Kyrie uh he's looking fantastic at Dallas but you never know what Kyrie's going to do uh obviously the Lakers don't get me started the lake the Lakers uh basically moved themselves out of Kyrie consideration uh he's he's no longer an option obviously in trade but also in free agency that's that ship has sailed but it probably it's definitely worked out better for them most likely like even if even though they're not going to make it they're not going to win the championship uh this this trade definitely positions themselves better than if they had just dumped all their assets to try to make a run at Kyrie like Kyrie I think is most likely going to resign with Dallas unless things just go completely tits up <laughs> over there because I I know that Cuban is intending to give him a lot of money, and I don't see a lot of teams knocking on Kyrie's door. I mean, you look at the teams that were interested in Kyrie, you know, at the trade deadline. You got you got a uh, Miami, you know, Phoenix. They they were they were they were teams that were kind of desperate looking for a splash, but uh, the unless they want to do unless the Heat were going to do a sign and trade. They can't they can't do anything in the offseason and Phoenix got their guy. <laughs> they got Kevin Durant. So so they so they have uh, no need to try to go to Kyrie at point guard. They're just gonna run it with KD, see what happens. And that would be that would be interesting. The West definitely got a lot more interesting now what now they got some uh two new duos. I my my dream is to see uh a conference finals matchup between the Mavericks and the Suns, both both healthy. I love, I love to see Kyrie, Devin Booker and and KD versus versus Luca and Kyrie. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear what Kyrie said in his press conference about KD? He said, "Now that we're in the same conference, we'll see each other a little bit more." Isn't that isn't that Larry's best friend? <laughs> Like, weren't you just teammates for like a yeah. couple years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were teammates. They were teammates. Harry's uh, a weird guy. Harry's a weird guy. I, I, I strongly like. He, he. It's not his fault. It's never his fault. It's never him. It's always <laughs> everybody else. Like he blew it up. He like 
bitch about Cleveland on the way out the door, like totally tried to throw Boston under the bus out the door. And now he's doing the same thing to the Brooklyn. And at some point you're going to have to figure it out. It's not everybody else. It's him. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> maybe, maybe he bespoke because there, there's no way he, he see. Well, he thinks the earth is flat. So, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, but this is, but they literally, I mean, even, even yeah. then, like they were on the same team. Like they, they, yeah. they practice together. <laughs> they, they play games yeah, together. Was, there's, there's no it way. It was one of the dumbest things I had ever yeah, heard. There's literally like, no way. Even if they didn't hang out after the games or anything, there's literally no way that he saw him more. He would see him more often now yeah. <laughs> as, as conference rivals than when he was literally yeah. his teammate. <laughs> like what? It was, it was like one of the dumbest things I had ever heard not surprising yeah i mean <laughs> not the dumbest thing he's ever said so right <laughs> there, there's progress it's progress yeah at, at least at least he didn't say anything about the jews <laughs> that, that's, yeah that's, that's a step. that man tried to call boston racist that's a step irony up. much that's a step up <laughs> yeah well I, well funny enough and in, in some in some uh progressive circles uh racism against against jewish people doesn't count because they don't think they're they're technically minorities right they consider them white and under twitter doctrine you can you're allowed to be racist against white people <laughs> because they're because they're the oppressors that's that's how that's how that works i think i think that was one of the criticisms of that movie you people on netflix they felt there was there was a uh, jewish people who criticized it because they felt like it kind of, the movie kind of played into the whole the whole uh angle of of jewish people being you know pr- privileged too privileged and not really counting as minorities and the film didn't really call out call out the obvious anti-semitism which which definitely in that case definitely a fair point in terms of the anti-semitism because there was that because uh eddie murphy's character was definitely a Kyrie irving <laughs> and they didn't really address it in the movie. Personal, personal friends with Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, they and they kind of just let that slide. Like, like obviously they showed the reaction to Jonah Hill's family being like, Louis Farrakhan, what? <laughs> but they really, but they didn't really make a big deal, <laughs> like make them account, yeah. like make them account for that. They just kind of like, oh, Farrakhan would just let that slide. It's like, oh. <laughs> Don't let that one slide. <laughs> oh. Grifter. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, big. I'm sure Kyrie's a big fan. Uh, I'm, <laughs> as as is Kanye West. Yay Ye- West. <laughs> that's what they have. That's what they have in common. They uh they love the they love the Snoop Dogg as well. Uh, was a was a big supporter of of the Farrakhan. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he had. Got a lot of, he had a lot of fans. Uh, I think. Wait, I think Obama was was a Farrakhan guy. <laughs> I think a, so too. A, a Farrakhan was a, was around a lot of big people. <laughs> Democrat, yeah. Democrats, rappers, uh, a lot of lot of Farrakhan fans before he got canceled on 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 the Twitters. Now it's yeah. Now it's not cool. Now it's not as cool anymore to bring up to bring up Farrakhan. But well, I'm sure Kyrie will, <laughs> will break the trend at some point. I don't, I don't, what, what, what do you think his next 
what do you think his next controversy is going to be? Because you know it's Kyrie. He's he can only he can only stay relatively under the radar for so long. <laughs> well, it is Dallas, so JF, you think JFK? You know, JFK? I I mean I'm sure there's I'm sure that he's not going to love Dallas. I don't know. I've never been to Dallas, so I can't really say much. But you know, you know them Texans. I know. Well, that's that's a funny thing about Texas, uh, because uh, California is such a train wreck. A lot, a lot of a lot of people have been a lot of uh, people from Democrat areas have been moving to Texas uh, to the point where there's a lot of Texas cities that are actually pretty liberal. Uh, Austin in particular. So yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think uh, Kyrie will have you know. It's not like it's not like Texas in the eighties. <laughs> uh, te- yeah, Tex- but... Texas now is going to be a a, a lot more different. <laughs> well, I can assure you, Boston isn't Boston in the eighties, and uh, Kyrie still found a way to make it seem that way. Yeah, this Boston is more like Boston in the fifties. <laughs> no, no, honestly, like Kyrie was beloved here. I cannot imagine a single scenario that anybody gave him any crap for any reason. Probably. Like on a personal level. Yeah, probably. I mean, in a, it, you know, you know how NBA audiences are. You know, there's sure. A, there's always there's always going to be one one a couple a couple idiots. <laughs> yeah. Especially in Boston. But like, miss a couple shots yeah. and sud- suddenly uh, the N word starts flying. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I feel like you're going to hear that in any arena, though. Oh, for, you know. Oh, for, oh, for sure. But you know, Boston just has that reputation because <laughs> yeah, Boston. <laughs> I, I honestly, I've been to every corner of this country, man. As a and as, as a straight white male, yes. And I, 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 I would rate us better than most. Better than most. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think, I, I think, uh, I have felt targeted in uh, other places. Oh, you, you have, know, you have, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jay, I, I, Jay's a, I had Jay's felt this issues. thing of oppression. Oh yeah, a little bit. Uh, San Francisco was weird. Uh, yeah, that was that was not my favorite experience. Uh, when I went out for a Patriots 49ers game, that was uh, was it? Because- they were the worst. They were the worst fans I've ever experienced in my life. Oh really? Like the worst human beings like oh, you're talking about fan, I got ch- you're talking about fan discrimination <laughs> oh it wasn't just uh like like i was there wearing a celtic shirt and a red Sox hat and like that fucking blew their mind okay I wasn't even wearing a patriots jersey or anything like i can't tell you how many people like got in my face and none of them were white most of them were like you know uh hispanic or asian and Asian. like literally yes <laughs> surprising literally in my face you know wrong game asshole like not in a fun way okay and i've been to a red sox yankees game at yankee stadium wearing a red sox jersey nothing like that really uh, i yeah well san francisco so, is, is a shithole so that that, che- well, that checks out and san francisco <laughs> is actually beautiful i loved like we went back there a few years ago. We went to a Giants game, uh, not playing a Boston team. Uh, just happened to go to the game, and 
it was fine but like that and i mean i also lived in jacksonville florida which is like i worked on the west side anyway that's been to jacksonville knows that is i was the minority um <laughs> like i i worked in a apartment community that was like 90 percent black and actually honestly most of the people there treated me just fine and i think um i probably was very unassuming i like just walked around like it was anything else but there there are some situations where i i not the best people you know walked across walked across the street just to just to be safe (laughs) yeah no no like literally like you know said things to me and I, I was made to feel uncomfort. So, <laughs> like, I mean, I've I've seen some things, man. Wrong, like, wrong, but, wrong neighborhood, white boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah like I work here. I help you people live here. What do you mean, you people? All of you people, all the people that live here. I help you all live here. So. <laughs> Maybe that's why. That is what I've had. Maybe maybe they heard you say you people once too many times. They were like, oh, hold on, yeah. hold on, let me <laughs> let me check this white boy. <laughs> I was saying that for like like this story in particular. Uh, yeah, but like yeah, that was that was really weird though. Like Jacksonville was weird. Like a lot of good old boys down there for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I I I get it. Like, trust me. A lot of cross burners out there. A lot of cross burners out there. I mean, (laughs) lot lots of Confederate flags. Um, I I I will say though, like, my experiences in these places though, like, it's always made me feel like I've seen so much worse. Why are we the ones that like everybody like can't like they fixate on? And I one of my friends said like it's really because Boston sports has been so successful. And must, you know, oh, that must be it. <laughs> well, yeah, because like everybody's tired of us. Like we, we are not, we are um, not to be confused with the, you know, uh, softest winners. Uh, I, we are. I, I a think loud. I think Boston has a represent has a reputation part partly because of Bill Russell and his, yeah. and his stories. You know, because of how famous and beloved Bill Russell is in sure. in history and. His personal experience with Boston that that rang that rang uh, through through a lot of a lot of people and and also uh, a lot of Boston got kind of got that reputation of being like the us the South of the North <laughs> because <laughs> and it's weird because this is one of the bluest states in the nation. All right, yeah. like I'm pretty sure the Occupy stuff when that was happening, like part of the boston was one of the yeah. biggest parts of it you know yeah. so yeah, we're not seattle or anything yeah. trust me i've oh, sure. i've been i lived in seattle for a little bit too and that is definitely as progressive as it gets it could definitely be also you know? partially be southern states trying to make people aware because you know every, when people think of racism and in, in the culture they immediately think of like an alabama or a mississippi but but if I were in those states, I would definitely want to remind people of Boston and and Bill Russell as much yeah. as as much as possible because it's like because because it is a fact that it's not it's not just the southern states. <laughs> it was the north. No, I get it. The north was just as racist. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I get it. But like, I just feel like I don't know. I I and maybe it's just me because, like I said, I don't 
I don't look at things that way. You know, here we are having a conversation for the millionth time, you know, and we've had lots of talks off of, you know, this and I'm very, you know, I'm, I am, I'm, you know ex- I mean? I'm actually barely suppressing my, my black righteous rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, like I, maybe it's just me, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like full disclosure, J- feel... J- J- Shock Blast has paid me in reparations for, for my uh, support. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right somebody clip that so that when it comes time we have documentation (laughs) for when he starts asking me to show the receipts i'm like well you said it um yeah anyway i don't know man like i just i just feel like i i hate i hate that stigma i think it's more of a stigma yeah than it is actuality that's probably that's probably accurate i mean a lot most places have gotten gotten uh, a lot more progressive over the years some some have regressed in some areas but but i think i think boston is probably it's probably just like any any other uh major american city <laughs> at this, yeah at this point. i think that's my biggest thing is that like i really don't feel like it's that different than anywhere else you know better or worse but it's just i mean it's just fun to make fun of boston because <laughs> we hate you so much <laughs> i I don't blame you. I would hate us too. We're pretty great. <laughs> pretty terrible. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's, it's. It must have been really hard to to uh, have to choose between the Lakers and the, and the Celtics. We rode the West Coast in the, back in those days when they were relevant. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Magic Johnson probably made it easier because Magic Magic was awesome. Yeah, Larry Bird. I mean, as great as he was, I he was not the most accessible, yeah. <laughs> most likable. I mean, Larry Bird is kind of a dick on the court. Oh, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, literally, <laughs> yeah. a bunch of uh, they got into their fair share of fights. Yeah, and I I do love the Larry Bird trash talk stories. Those are those are those are all just as entertaining as some of the Michael Jordan trash talk stories. And the and the Kobe Ryan ones. Well, I love watch. I love watching those. You know, the, the Larry Bird trash talk stories usually are. They all have their themes. Like the Larry Bird ones are usually. Uh, I I was underestimating Larry Bird, and then Larry Bird told me exactly what he was going to do, and then he did. And it. then he did. <laughs> it. Yeah, the Jordans. The Jordan stories are usually. I accidentally talked trash to Jordan, and he he destroyed me. <laughs> he destroyed our team. And he took. And he took that personally. <laughs> he took it personally, and. And Kobe's are, are pretty much similar. They're either, they're either Kobe, either Kobe took that personally, or there's some story about how they how they were just they were just, someone was lost and they stumbled into the arena and they saw Kobe Bryant drenched in sweat, <laughs> taking ten thousand jump shots and. <laughs> that, uh, did you watch that Team USA? Uh, the doc- documentary on netflix? on netflix i did it was it was fantastic it was really good yeah i really liked that i my dad is a marine so like i have like a lot of built-in patriotism so like when i see those guys like feel that pride for their country it like resonates with me i like i i love that stuff you know what i mean so i have, I have none but i thought i still thought it was a it was a uh, pretty pretty cool uh, and i and i and i do respect the people who do and i thought that was just a very well the documentary and it, it it was interesting to see you know all these all these players coming coming together and and just rallying around 
for for this big for this one cause, which seems simple, like it's just it's just basketball. But it, it's interesting how what how powerful sports can be on and how much it means to people on the world stage on the you know, on the global stage. I don't remember what it was called, Nava, but it, it, it's it's really good. You should be able to find it pretty easily. Uh, I think it was like the Redeem Team, maybe is yeah. what it was called. Yeah, it was a, Redeem Team. Yeah, that was, that's what they called me. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. The, was was called because they had Team USA had been constantly losing, <laughs> and then and then they they brought in the big guns. You know, Kobe was Kobe was definitely the 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 main reason that <laughs> that they pulled that pulled that together, especially in that final championship game. Right. I mean, he 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 actually uh, influenced a lot of careers. You know, like LeBron, a lot of those guys saw his work ethic, and and we're seeing the fruits of it now. LeBron still still playing, still averaging thirty points at age thirty eight, broke Kareem's record. He he would he uh took that work ethic seriously and uh and uh state took care of his body. I saw something about Kareem that I never really considered. Imagine if the rules in the NBA back then would have allowed him to go straight from high school to the NBA, which he probably could have done. Definitely. Um, he could have been in the league at least two years earlier, and uh, LeBron would still be chasing him. And he probably still would have passed him. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, and, and uh, Michael Jordan's uh, career was uh, was uh, shortened because of his uh gambling suspension i mean his uh sabbatical yeah <laughs> sabbatical right right yeah. in the, right in the middle of his prime well, let's be honest it was definitely the gambling suspension was <laughs> yeah. it was probably but he yeah he lost two years of his prime and then he came then he came back late and then he you know retired and came back at at a try at a age 40 so Jordan, Jordan definitely had could have. If Jordan played more, he probably could have passed Kareem. Jordan will always be the goat to me. You know, I, I don't. He, all right, yeah, he had Pippen, but like, he didn't have like that super team like everybody else did. He had a lot of really good role players around him and Pippen, um, but like to do it, he did. Like, we got six, right? Two different three peats. Two different three peats. Six rings. Yeah, Dur- yeah. Durant's a go to me. Not, not not just because you know he has he has the accolades and everything like that, but he had he had the mentality and he just he just found a way to win. He just he was just and it was harder than like make no mistake about it. That league was different. It yeah. was physical yeah. and um, definitely more physical. There's, you know, there's more like players now are are more more athletic, more skilled, but the 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 rules back then made it made it scoring a lot harder than it is now yeah. the rules right now are geared specifically towards making the league faster more entertaining more more high scoring so there's definitely that to keep in mind like if you players would have to definitely adjust to the hand checking <laughs> that that was going on back then and just the physicality like fighting wasn't an automatic suspension <laughs> like 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 now, not like nowadays, just just uh, shoving each other. You know, you're, you're ejected. Suspension, suspensions. Back then, the guys that actually punch each other in the face <laughs> and just stay in the game. It was, it was, it was wild back then. Yep, different different day.
for sure. I miss those. I actually do miss those fights. If you haven't already, definitely check out some NBA, some old NBA fight compilations. <laughs> they're pretty. Just go. Just basically watch like the Pistons' greatest hits. Yeah, pretty much. the The last great, the, I think the last great NBA fight was might have been that 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 Pistons brawl with the the uh, Pacers and Ron Artest. Malice in the Palace. <laughs> Malice in yeah, the yeah. Palace. Yeah. Might be the last. That's cra- There's a good documentary <laughs> on that too. I don't know if you watch that. I, I, I might have to because that that was I watched that live actually. <laughs> yeah, which was great. I was in college when that happened. I was. I remember that that <laughs> game and that night and everything. I remember. I feel bad for Jermaine O'Neal. I feel like Jermaine O'Neal came out of that poorly and un, like the. the if you watch the documentary, um, it it seems like he was affected by it, probably like the worst. I got so. I definitely gotta check that out because that was I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was I was sitting in my dorm room watching, just watching the. The game on TV. <laughs> yeah. Like what the hell? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was that's that's a that's the all timer. All right. I th- so casual never made it, but uh, I guess we'll we'll catch up with him next week. I think we I think we can wrap it up because I have not eaten all day. I've been a lot. <laughs> for some reason I've been. I don't know. I don't know. I've been. I've been drinking. I've been drinking more water. I've been drinking like a gallon now. I've been eating better, and for some reason, I I, I could just not eat, and I have to remind myself to eat because I just been. I was playing Hogwarts Legacy. I was making videos. <laughs> I just was like, oh, I haven't I haven't had anything anything yet today. So we're gonna get on that. Uh, appreciate everyone once again hanging out. Uh, the the app uh, you want to catch the vod. Uh, become a member exclamation mark join in the chat if you want to listen to the audio it'll be up on on amazon apple spotify whenever i get around to uh downloading this in this entire podcast and sending jay the audio <laughs> yeah ba- basically the way it ends up working is usually like a day or two after the show sadat emails me the audio and then sometimes i'm in a position where i can just do it right away and get it right up and sometimes it's like a day or two so it lags like about three days typically i will definitely aim to have it done by on saturday on saturday because i my saturday video today i got tried to try to get extra productive look for me (laughs) i i did two videos uh my spider-man video which thank you for for everyone that watched it doing good numbers and i have another video that i that i that i uh, scripted out at the same time so that'll be my saturday video and maybe i'll do a oh maybe i'll do a hogwarts legacy uh maybe i, I might stream hogwarts legacy next next week because i want to i want to strategize over the weekend to work on maybe work on some some tourists or what have you but new video is is definitely dropping tomorrow it's gonna be a banger uh next week uh we'll see we'll, we'll see what we'll see uh, if it's any crazier we might have a review of uh ant-man 3 spoiler free because that's dropping and uh we'll let we'll let you know i'm Stott the gamer and i am casual avenger and jay shock blast white power uh zip it up and <laughs> zip it up.